0: What's good, my people? Welcome the Buckets, Action Network's daily NBA betting podcast. We're in the workshop, Wednesday, NBA Slate, 10 games. The fellas have five plays for you. I am your host, Sean Little. You know who I'm with. J Money is money. Albert, A, C, Analytics capper win. We got five plays for you, like I just mentioned. You know the deal. We give you the cap. We give you why we went with what we went with and get you guys out of here with the quickness. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go download the Action Network app. If you haven't already, you're missing out on tons of info, tons of money. Let's jump right into it. Jay, Money is money. What is your best bet for the Wednesday NBA slate? I'll take the Indiana Pacers in the first quarter and in the first half as well. AC, Albert Wynn, what you got?
1: I got two really, really gross plays. I got the Brooklyn Nets plus one against the Knicks and then the Toronto Raptors plus four and a half against the Nuggets.
0: I'm going to wrap us up. Houston Rockets at home versus the Atlanta Hawks. I'm going to lay the three points minus minus one ten across the board. AC, I want to come to you first because you do, they are gross. They are some tough spots. Right before we hopped on, I'm like, man, I think those might be the toughest games on the board. We got the Knicks going to Brooklyn, Denver playing the Raptors. Open up with whatever game you want to talk first, and we'll break it down.
1: Yeah, I'll talk about the Big Apple, right? New York City versus Brooklyn right now. I know it's a gross play. I just love the spot. Head-to-head, New York's won the last two. It's a good spot for Brooklyn to bounce back there. And then overall, Brooklyn's been on the road. They've been on the road for five straight games. They've lost four of those five. Now they're back home. Obviously, I think they're in a friendlier confines there, right, in the Barclays Center. And it's a very fishy line, guys. The New York Knicks, who just had an awesome win in L.A., have to travel across the country back home to New York City. But they are 15-11, one of the top teams in the East, whereas Brooklyn Nets are barely 500. They're 13-13. and Again, they've lost three in a row. But it's basically a pick You tell me why you think the books think this is a pick play.
2: I know exactly why. This is a game that I actually lean towards the Nets as well. I'm trying to do more info to see when they actually travel back. But regardless, something really particular in this game. Now, the Nets game. Now, first off, they're coming off a blowout loss versus the Utah Jazz. The Knicks are coming off a huge game, right? What have the Knicks been doing lately? They'll have a huge game. Then they'll have a letdown. Then they'll have a huge game as well. This is the spot for the letdown. Also, the Knicks flying back over three time zones, whereas the Brooklyn Nets only have to fly over two time zones in this one, and their game ended early as well. But just a simple fact that this is a bounce-back spot, this is the eighth road game of the last nine for the New York Knicks. I don't like the spot. I think the Nets have the perimeter defenders to slow down Brunson um, and the guys on the perimeter as well for the Knicks. And Jericho Sims left the last game in a walking boot. I don't know why he's listed as questionable in this game. I don't really see him. I know they still got Taj Gibson and Hardenstein. But the guy left in a walking boot, and you're going to list him questionable. For whatever reason, um, I actually think this could be a spot where the Nets come out here early, pissed off, and carry that momentum out the full game. So I actually could see a first quarter, first half, full game, smack city spot for the Brooklyn Nets here.
0: Knicks stayed in L.A. Monday night after the game against the Lakers, traveled early Tuesday morning, and you know that L.A. to New York flight is treacherous, so they don't get back till early evening. So that's the travel details on the Knicks. The Brooklyn Nets, 10-2-1 against the spread at home this year. They've been lights out. That's where they get their wins. This is an interesting spot. To answer your question, I think – it's a pick 'em game because it's legitimately a pick 'em game. One thing you didn't mention, AC, is that that building is going to have a lot of Knicks fans in it. That might as well be a home game for the New York Knicks. There's going to be a lot, a lot of tickets sold to the guys across the Hudson. So there's going to be, not the Hudson, the East River, but there's going to be a lot of Knicks fans in that building. And could that affect it? Is that a reason maybe why that number is hanging around a pick 'em? I'm interested to see where the money comes in, how the market. Changes this spot because Jay is right. The New York Knicks on a bounce back spot have been absolutely lights out, like nine and two straight up. They've been really good coming off of a loss. But if this is that dip on the roller coaster, they can't seem to put multiple games together. We'll see where this game shakes out. Also, talk to me about the Raptors AC taking on the Champs and the Nuggets.
1: Yeah, Denver just came off a very, very impressive win against Dallas. Dallas was playing really well heading into that game, and Denver beat them basically by 30. Again, Denver has the best home court advantage, so beating a team by 30, it wasn't super surprising there, but it's still the fact that they covered the spread minus 8 by, let's see, 16, 18 points there. So it was a comfortable win for Denver. Toronto actually matches up really well against this team. Toronto has the length, the defenders, the versatility to really match up against Denver's, you know, like creativity on offense. Toronto's actually covered the last three games head to head against this team, and they don't match up very often, right? One's in the West, one's in the East. So it's an uncommon opponent. But I like Toronto's length, especially at home. Denver has to travel across. Time zones, like Jay mentioned, but also across the border to to Canada, so that's always like a big fiasco. Sometimes, I mean, we heard about you know Charlotte and Miles Bridges not being able to play, and all that kind of sh- that. I know that's not basketball related, but it adds up, right? Like we're they're still all human beings, and there is going to be a couple of travel you know mishaps or challenges that Denver is going to have to face getting to Toronto. I just think it's a great spot for Toronto. I know it's at plus four and a half. If anything, I'm going to sprinkle the money line on both the Nets and the Raptors. Hopefully both dogs bite tomorrow night.
0: Jay, any thoughts on the Raps in this spot? You said you were leaning that way as well. Yeah, I didn't get a
2: chance to look super deep into this game, but I mean, I'm not laying points with the Nuggets on the road. This is not where they've played their best ball so far this season. Seven and eight straight up on the road, but five and ten against the spread, and I believe it's even worse than that when they're laying points as well on the road. I mean, AC nailed it. I mean, the Raptors can match up really good with them. If All you need is the Nuggets to turn the ball over, and then the Raptors get out running and gunning in transition, but guys like OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, uh, even Jacoperto down low, this team can really match up well versus the Denver Nuggets in this one. they play play their best basketball
0: at the house. I could only look towards the home dog in this situation. Yeah, you need to mention Scotty Barnes, who's been playing extremely well. Yep, they're, the Raptors, for me, they're just a confusing team, man. I, night to night, yeah. it's, a very, it's a very difficult team to try to gauge. But as you guys mentioned, when they're not in the Rocky Mountains, Denver can be a little shaky. And when you're asking them to win by margin now on the road against a team, that plays their best ball at home and can really get busy on the defensive end and kind of bother you, that's kind of their, their aggravating team. It is tough to to not take four, four and a half, depending on where this number is. Now, I would be interested to see where this closes. As we record this Tuesday night, you might be able to get an even better number in this spot on Toronto once the market shifts to Wednesday and takes a little peek. And just off public money alone, they're going to see the Nuggets – On a four-point number, they're going to want to take a little nibble at that, and then maybe you can get some sharper money that may even move it back down, but maybe you can catch a better number at around a five, depending on where it shakes. We'll see tomorrow. Always keep an eye on the injury report. Jay Money is Money. Talk to me about the Pacers early and often. And that's exactly what I think it's going to be. Pacers early and often. Not a really a
2: ton of stats or nothing like that to back this up. It's all about feel, which most of my games are as well. I have the feel, and then I'll go back and look for stats to back it up, but this is a bounce-back J-spot here, through and through for the Pacers. They're off a four-game losing streak. I mean, they've been going up against some really good defensive teams as well. Now, the loss versus the Wizards was horrible. I mean, I'll tell you that right now, but there was one of their first games coming back from the in season tournament as well. They are on a four-game losing streak, 0-4 against the spread last four, but the last couple, I don't really fault them too much losses versus the Minnesota Timberwolves and the LA Clippers two teams that are scorching hot right now and have a really great defense the Hornets aren't a bad team but I don't think they're to the level of those I know the Hornets have sometimes been coming out hot and then like fade late but this is one where I see the Pacers coming out absolutely pissed off when the coaches pissed at them they just had a really hard practice as well they know that they need to get back to their winning ways especially if they really want to reach the playoffs this year which they have high aspirations of doing as well so back-to-back home games I really feel like They come out here and put the pedal to the metal. Tyrese Halliburton had a horrible game last game. They didn't have Miles Turner. He ended up practicing yesterday, so hopefully he plays. But this is just a spot play for me where I feel like the Pacers come out here running and gunning, and I think they can run the Hornets off the floor in this one. So personally, uh, overnight, I did take the Pacers in the first quarter, minus two and a half, minus 120. I'd still like it up to minus three, minus three and a half. I think they could be up by double digits at the end of the first quarter and never look back from this one. So I'll take Pacers in the first quarter and first half to come out here pissed off.
0: Yeah, Miles Turner still questionable, but it's a good sign that he practiced. Also, Gordon Hayward, who missed Monday, is probable here. He had a stomach virus, so it looks like he's going to go in this matchup as well. AC, any thoughts on the Pacers bouncing back? It's a couple questions about these boys right now, right? Are they going to get back to their earlier ways in the season where they look like they could potentially were a lock for the play and could potentially even sneak in to like the six in the east? Or are they coming back down to earth and that – even potentially below 500 NBA squad, like some people think. It's either one or the other. AC, talk to me about this spot.
1: Yeah, it's a two-part question. I'll answer the second one first. I think the Pacers are a great offensive team and a terrible defensive team. So that basically is a 500 team. So that means, yeah, they might have started great early on in the first 20 games. They're going to struggle in their next 20. And after 80 games is... You guys know this is going to even out, right? They're going to be around a 500 ball club because you can be an elite at one thing and get that, you know, 40 to 45 wins. But if you can't defend the basketball, I mean, any night a team can score 130, 140 on this team. You can't, you know, expect to win 50 of your 80 games in that way. So I think they are who we think they are. They're a 500 ball club. To answer the question on this specific spot, it's definitely Indiana or nothing. There's no way you can back Charlotte, especially Charlotte on the road with all their question marks. Charlotte looking at their last 10 games, actually they're on a five game losing streak, right? But looking at just their 10 game window here, they've only won two of their the 10 games. The two wins came against Toronto and at Brooklyn, which was pretty impressive, but Outside of that, they're on a five-game losing streak. They've given up 114, 135, 112, 115, 116. They can't score the ball, and then if they can't defend the ball, they can't do anything right, right? So I agree with Jay here. I'm surprised he's not doing his, you know, smack city trifecta spot because it's most likely a first quarter, first half, full game, and at worst, I think that goes 2-1. and
2: One last thing, Sean. This is a revenge spot. These two teams played. um, It was the back-to-back for the Pacers. They had come off a tournament win. I mean, they had lost straight up to this same Hornets team at the house. So I'm sure they remember that. And at least for one game, I expect the Pacers to come out here with some intensity on defense. The coach absolutely chewed them out. The players as well talked amongst themselves. They know that they got to play a little bit better defense. They gave up 151 to the Clippers. So while they're not a great defensive team, I expect Miles Turner to come back in this time around. They still have guys like like Bruce Brown, they can play some defense. I expect at least for this game for them to come out flying around on defense.
0: And they have shown flashes that they can play D. I know maybe it was just like it's an in-season tournament. Pick me up. But they have shown flashes where if they do want to and want to lock in, they can slow guys up when necessary.
1: Sean, don't be a little the in-season tournament. I mean, there's a banner. There's a trophy. uh, There's an MVP trophy. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. <laughs> what I'm saying
0: is that they were getting up for the in season tournament and they showed that they could get stops in multiple aspects. I saw it with my own eyes in the quarterfinal and in the semifinal. So they showed that they could get stops when they feel like it. And I agree with Jay. There they I know Carlisle was on their ass about the last couple games and better performances. So this would be a spot to show up and to back Jay on some numbers here. Pacers are 7-5-1 against the spread at home in the first quarter. So that supports an early and often start for the Pacers. I would look at this spot because that number is lofty, 9.5, maybe even can close at 10. This leans more into the team total for the Pacers for me. They're going to get stops because I do believe and I agree with Jay that they are going to play a little more defense than they typically do. Then they can come out, get those stops, turn those into more fast break points. The pace is always going to be there. This is a game where the the Pacers hang 135, 140 on a rough around the edges Hornets team. Let's see if the Pacers are who they think they are and they should be able to get a big W over a bad team in the Hornets. Buckets is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, I'm going to Houston, man. Houston Rockets at home against the Atlanta Hawks. I'm going to lay the three points In this spot, try to get a three. I've already seen a bit of movement. Like half the market is split at minus three, minus three and a half. But Houston Rockets minus three, minus 110 versus the Atlanta Hawks. Great spot and matchup for the Rockets, in my opinion. I have this number closer to minus five, minus five and a half. Let's talk about the Hawks first. Last time they beat a team, over 500 currently was the Magic on November 10th. On a neutral, fellas, in Mexico City where they won by a point. 120-119, 120, 119, November 10th versus the Magic in Mexico City. They're three and seven in their last ten. If you go back to eleven games, they're three and eight in their last eleven. Listen to the last ten games for the Hawks defensively. Twenty-ninth at defensive rating, giving up 123 points per hundred possessions. Twenty-eighth in fast break points allowed. Twenty-seventh in points in the paint allowed. Without Jalen Johnson and Bogdan, Bogdanovich, Bogey, this team stinks outside of Trey Young absolutely. Going ballistic. I love DeAndre Hunter. Free DeAndre Hunter, I would love to see him in a lot of different aspects, but that's for a whole different episode. Fourth road game in their last five outings. They've been on the road. They went home on a little stop off. You know how we talk about it, fellas. Stop home, pick up the dry cleaning, go hang out with the ladies, walk the dog, do what you got to do. And then they played the Detroit Pistons. So that's an easy W. They're not worried about that. Then they have to go right back on the road and go to Houston. In seven games, the Atlanta Hawks on the road this year, they're two and five with a net rating of minus 5.9. They're just a bad team, and it gets worse on the road. And then, if you talk about the Rockets, just a different basketball team at home, flat out. 11 and one straight up, 11 and one against the spread in Houston, Texas. Number two defensive rating at home. They're coming off two straight losses. If they can slow Trey Young, and they do have the guys to do that, the wings to focus and slow Trey Young, I think this is an easy win for the Houston Rockets at home. I like this spot for them coming off two straight losses to get a W where they take care of business in Texas. Jay, how you feel about Houston getting a W, covering the number at home versus a bad Hawks team? They're a lot worse than I think I even realized, so I started digging in. Yeah, now I'm right there with you. Um, the number does look a little low, in my opinion. I thought it'd be
2: higher for the Rockets, but you can only look towards the Rockets here. Well, I could. I'm, I'm not betting this game. I know this for sure. But this Hawks team stinks. Now the roster isn't bad. I'll tell you that right now. I never know when they're going to flip the switch. That's why I just don't bet their games. But from what I've been watching, this team is bad. They don't like playing with Trey Young. They want to get rid of Capella. They're one and nine against the spread. Last ten, they couldn't even blow out the Pistons. You know what I'm saying? So you laid it out. Rockets eleven and one straight up at the house. 10-1 and one against the spread. I could only look towards Rockets in this game, but I know for a fact I'm not betting it.
0: AC?
1: Yeah, I'm not going to be on it myself either, to be honest. I think it's a weird number. I agree with Jay. I think it should be a little higher than that, which would make me a little more confident. But there's no way you can back the Hawks on the road. They play zero defense. I think the total is correlated. If you like Houston, then bet the under. If you like the Hawks, it's going to be a run and gun. They're going to make a lot of threes. So it's correlated to the over. Jay mentioned it. It's hard to really get a, a read on the Hawks. Very similar to Toronto. A lot of great individual guys that should make a good team, but for some reason it's not a good team, right? Whether it, they're playing you know, one-on-one, whether they're playing no defense, whatever the case may be, but this individual collection of talent just doesn't equate to a good team, and that's what I see in the Hawks. Again, not going to be on this game because I think that the line is a little fishy. Sean, you're, I guess, more ballsy than I am. But there's no way I could look to the Hawks. I think it is Houston or nothing.
0: But fellas, what's hard to read about the Hawks? They lace up. Trey Young goes out there and is a ball hog and they lose all the time. What am I missing on?
1: Free DeAndre Hunter. Okongwu's not bad. Capella's a serviceable center. Sadiq Bey, who they traded for, is a good spot-up guy that can guard multiple positions. Like They have all these pieces. We haven't even mentioned... DeJounte Murray, who they gave up you know, picks and draft capital for. Bogey, you mentioned earlier. like They have seven or eight guys that would be contending for starting positions on other teams. But for some reason, I don't even know the record for the Atlanta Hawks. They're 11-15. They should not be a losing team.
0: And a lot of those wins came earlier in the year, though. Like I said, they haven't got a quality W in damn near six weeks. So. I understand the hesitation on, man, maybe these guys are going to put it together one of these nights, and some nights they do put it together, some nights they don't. I think the only person you really have to worry about is this guy Trey Young. He's the most selfish basketball player that averages 11 dimes I've ever seen. Listen to some of these lines. He has been going absolutely ballistic. The last, I guess, all the games in December, he's gone 32 points, 30, 19, 35, 38, 35, 31. He's been going absolutely crazy. But if you could slow him. As you mentioned, Jay, there were stretches of that game versus the Pistons where they couldn't pull away, and they were letting them right back in the game. I'm fading these guys as they go to Houston, who is absolutely nails at home under Ime Udoka. I think Email will have a plan for Trey. I like this spot a lot. Give sure. me the Houston Rockets minus three.
2: I just want to say one thing um, before we get out of here and this goes for literally everybody. If somebody doesn't like your play, like it's okay, Sean. Like you this is what Oh you no, do. You no, no, no. That's a, no. No, I just, just uh, let me finish. Just real quick. And it's not just to you. This is for everybody. You trust, you notice the patterns, which you have with the Hawks. You trust yourself and trust your instincts. You make calculated decisions. You won't have any regrets, win or lose. So that's out there to the people. That's to you. But I'm just saying, like, I noticed, like, you're like, why you guys don't like, like, it doesn't matter if we don't like it. That's your play. You like it. Ride with it, bro. Ride with your instincts. That's a message to everybody. And it's like for life as well.
0: No, 100%. And I agree with that. And do your research. You fire the ticket, print the slip and deal with the results. I agree with that 100%. And I wasn't pushing back on you guys not liking the play. I'm confused on why you guys are worried about the Hawks. Because you guys both clearly yeah. laid out the, hey, I'm staying away from the Hawks because I don't know when they're going to put it together. When the team comes out every night and takes a L and barely beats up on bad teams. Last team they beat right. over 500 was November 10th. I'm trying to uh No, it's it's understand. a very
1: justified question. Yeah, it's a very justified question and it's it's not even about the Hawks. I think to me the the questionable part of this specific game here is the number. Like if it was a minus five and a half, minus six and the books expect a blowout, right? When I say blowout by multiple possessions, so that's more than six points, then I would like it a lot more. It kinda makes me a little fishy with my like antennas up. Why is it only three and a half? And why is it only three, right? That's that's my only thing. I'm not even talking about the two teams. I'm just really looking at the line here. So I, the way I cap things, I look through the slate. I look at the lines first, and then I'll look at the team second, and then the trends and all that kind of third and fourth and secondary. I look at the lines first. What are the books telling me? What is the story on that slate first? And then I'll look into the details. And here... The initial story was, okay, I'm not touching this game. Not that I'm against Houston or not that I'm for Atlanta. It just didn't make my threshold of games to look into.
0: I love it. Three sports bettors talking through ball games. That's exactly what we want to do here on the Action Network on Buckets. To recap, AC Analytics cappers on the Nets plus one and Raptors plus four and a half. J Money is money. Pacers first quarter minus two and a half first half minus five and a half and i am on the houston rockets i'm fading the atlanta hawks let's knock it out the park go five and zero oh on a wednesday Four j money is money for analytics capper i am your host sean little don't forget it we are presented by bet mgm the king of sports books go download the action network app everything you need about everything in the sports betting world is in that app and don't forget it get buckets baby we'll see y'all tomorrow